Can't the future just wait? Can't the deadlines come fashionably late? I could push every goal back, take control back If they'd roll back the rate at which time starts to fly Never landing or standing by Never taking a break Ever making me retry We nickel and dime every quarter to two but maybe it's time to let time pass through. Hi, and welcome to Hyperfixations, the podcast where we invite various interesting people on to talk about their niche area of interest. Here are your hosts. I'm Ali. And I'm Nigel. And today we are here to talk to Caden. Caden, how are you? I'm doing uh, excellent. Thank you for asking. I am delighted to hear it. And tell us what you're here to talk to us about. So today I am going to be talking about The Legend of Zelda Twilight Princess which is one of my absolute favorite games. It, it is my favorite, favorite game of all time. Um, and I'm really excited. Nice. <laughs> okay, so why specifically Le like Legend of Zelda? And then again, I suppose, why out of all of the games, Twilight Princess? Like, what's drawn you to that one? I mean, I mean, well, so let's, let's so Legend of Zelda first. Um, I mean, I was introduced to it as a young age, at a young age, I should say. Um, well, specifically, I was introduced to Twilight Princess. That was the first game I ever played, which is probably the reason I like it the most. Um, but since then, I've played, uh, like, I don't know, maybe 10 of them. I don't know. I have no idea what the exact count is, but I've played plenty of them. And I don't know, it's just there's something about it that just really... Um, it's like the perfect combination of... Uh, just like world building and storytelling and puzzles and combat, you know, it's just kind of, um, and the, the, the Nintendo team is always so, uh, concerned about, um, every detail, you know, they're, mm. the, you know, that they're, it's just incredible. Some, some of the, some of the things that you never know about it, about like a certain game. And then you find out about it and you're like, GameCube first. Um, and then like a few months later, um, November 18th or 19th, November 19th of 2006, I think it was. Uh, I looked that up yesterday, so I'd be able to say it. Uh, <laughs> on the Wii, it came out. Uh, but yeah. Mm, I rem yeah, because I definitely remember there were certain games on the Wii where it was like, I'd see the ads for them or like they'd be in the Smith's catalog or something, which is basically just like a toy catalog uh, here. Um, sure. And I was like, oh, that looks so cool. I want that. I remember like Twilight Princess and also um, Danica the Black Knight. Um, <laughs> and I was like, I really want those. And my mother was like, I no. remember that. <laughs> Sonic and the Black those Knight. Those are not... That... Those are not suitable. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> Ouch. Yeah. <clears throat> now, I just, now I just buy myself whatever the fuck, like, you know, just messed up little uh, indie games that I can find. But apparently it's Sonic great. was too much They're for me at up. that age. Sonic, yeah. yeah. That makes sense. Sonic Sonic is quite intense. Yeah. I mean, honestly, it's yeah. uh, it's kind of... Sorry, I don't mean to interrupt. Um, uh, but, for, like, I, I think it's pretty shocking that my dad let me play Twilight Princess. Because it's, it's a T-rated game. Like, surprisingly. Like... Arguably, the, most of it is not T-rated, um, but you mm. know, I was six, and my dad, who's like really <laughs> protective of you know his kids and doesn't want them to, to do anything that you know would upset them, because this game is scary. Yeah. There's parts of it that are really scary, but I actually played it when I was like six years old. Um, 
I didn't actually play any of these scary parts because we had no idea what we were doing. I played with my brother. Uh, we would go in the basement and we would just spend hours on this game. It was just so much fun. It's like a lot of my childhood memories are, are connected to this game, which again is why I think I like it so much. But it was just kind of like, you know, I'm, but I'm glad that like my dad let me play it because, you know, yeah. I love it so much. Right. Yeah. For anyone who mm. um, does it, for anyone who doesn't know, like, could you maybe run through the like eight, like what a T rating means? Like, because like. I'm pretty oh, sure, sure I know what means. T rating is kind of like 13 and up, isn't it? I think so. I I, I don't know. Like kind ratings, of like... Yeah, it's like once, once like I'm 21. Like I don't even know what the, the ratings mean anymore because I don't have to, you know, I don't care about them anymore. <laughs> they, they don't worry about them, yeah. Like... yeah, exactly. It's like mostly it's like I just avoid like M rated games just because I'm not a huge fan of like graphic violence. But and that's usually why it's like rated M. Um, that but is like, I, yeah, I think you're right. I think it's like T rated is about 13, maybe like 14. I don't know. It's, it's one of those like teenage ages and up. Yeah, it's easier in Ireland. Like, we just have like for like movies and stuff, we just have 12, 15, yeah, 18, yeah, 16. Yeah, and for video games, I think it's just like ESRB where it's a numbering system. Sure. Yeah, yeah like um, three, three, I think is the lowest. Mm hmm. But, yeah, um, like like Lego games get three, which is strange. Yeah. <laughs> only three year olds, only three year olds. One year olds cannot play this game. Yeah, well, I mean, they probably cannot. Is <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. It would be it would um, be quite yeah, difficult. Yeah, it'd be impressive. Yeah, if they could though, <laughs> it would. Um. So you mentioned that it's kind of it's a bit of a kind of a scary game like um in some places like um do you want to go into that a bit more yeah so um like it's and it's funny to say that because it's like of all the like i would say that something like majora's mask which i think is rated e10 is scarier overall it's a lot it's a really like <laughs> like dark game um mm. where you're yeah. constantly running against the moon gonna like kill everyone uh and there's like a bunch of creepy characters so I would say like Majora's Mask is a lot like freakier than than Twilight Princess. Yeah. Um, and there's there's freaky parts of Ocarina of Time. There's like a lot of Zelda games have a little bit of of the darkness to them. Um, but I think, but like specifically, what like I think Tingle. of when I think of like what again? Say that again. Like Tingo. <laughs> oh yeah, like Tingo. Yeah, exactly. What a what a terrifying monster. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no. But with Twilight Princess, I would say mostly what gave it its T rating um, is obviously because you have a sword and you're killing people, um, which is not, yeah. you know, there's no blood or anything. So it's like, okay. Um, and they explode when they die, which is, you know, not explode. They just like <laughs> puff of smoke, basically. Um, and then, uh, but I think really what it is, is kind of the freakier, like the, the shadow beasts. There's these things called shadow beasts, which you have to face when you're a wolf. You will turn into a wolf, by the way. This game is really complex to like summarize and explain really fast. But um, there's Shadow Beast. And then really what it is, I think, is um, some of the bosses are scary. And then it's the Twilight Palace, the, the Palace of Twilight at the end of the game, where there's these things. This is this still freaks me out. Like I played this. I actually streamed this for, for Halloween just, re just this past year, um, just because it still freaks me out because it's 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 less like. Uh, it's it's more like just intense, like it, it just gets your heart rate up. But there's this part in in this this place called the Palace of Twilight where there's these things called Zant's hands, which Zant is one of the main villains of the of the story. 
And basically, they they mm. they are protecting these things called souls, which are basically uh, Midna, who's your companion character. She she says they're basically the sun of our world, where they're, the, they're these glowing orbs that basically give energy to the to to this uh, world. Um, and they protect them. And basically, you walk up to the sand, you hit it, it drops it, and you're like, oh, okay, that's fine. You pick it up, you walk away, and then like it stops, and it like the camera turns around, and the hand wakes up, and then it starts chasing you. And it follows you like it just and it doesn't stop. And it's terrifying because Whoa. there's like it's freaky. It's really freaky. And you're carrying this this orb and um and there's like enemies that are attacking you and they slow you down and you're like, oh, like I need to do like I need to. and there's parts where you have to leave it behind and go and do something so that you can build up a platform and then go and get it. And like by then, like the hand is like over it and you're like, ah, like it's scary. But anyway, uh, that what I that is what I would say is the scariest part is just that that whole section which is which is like it still freaks me out just because it's like intense and you're like don't get that's gonna crush me in the hand it's scary but yeah anyway <laughs> that just reminds me of like the idea of like an evil hand like that just reminds me of like um playing like smash girls and like um master hand and crazy hand yeah 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 i don't remember what they i don't remember what they did but they terrified me yeah, I don't know. There's something does, about. Does Nintendo yeah. have a thing for hands? They do. They really do. <laughs> like, they have the hand eye bosses. Like, the ones that have eyes and hands, like, is so common. It's just like. Because it's just like a yeah. really classic design and it's really effective for a boss. So they just like doing it, you know? But they have so many variations of, like, the the, the severed hand that, like, like grabs you. <laughs> like, it's. Mm. Because that's just scary. Like, that's just like a freaky that concept. Is frightening. It's just like a hand descending from the sky and, and grabbing you. Yeah. It's Bonus episode is um, us talking about Nintendo and hands. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> We'd have a whole episode of mm. that. Yeah. So from what from what I can remember of when I actually ended up playing Twilight Princess, which I think was about ten, there, this Zap guy and also Minna, they're part of the, the Twilight race. Is yes. That, yeah. And that's kind of like the main the main people. It's not Ganon or Ganondorf uh, as as the villain of this one. Bizarrely, well, I look that was like a decade ago, and now I yeah. feel old. So yeah, no. so technically, technically, I mean, this is I don't know if it's a spoiler, but I mean, I feel like the game is what how many years old? It's two, it came out two thousand six. Oh, like you know, you should still play. Years. It. Yeah, yeah, you should still play. It. There's an HD version out that that I think is. That you can play on the on the Wii U if you have a Wii U, and I think it's compatible with Switch if you have Virtual Console or whatever. But anyway, um, go play it; it's really good. Uh, but Zant or Gandorf technically is the main villain because Gandorf is actually who gives Zant his power because he's banished to the Twilight Realm, which is the the place where Midna and Zant come from. Um, and while he's there, he kind of devolves into this kind of. Um, I don't even know. He's it's like his power, and he's like he's like floating head, and it's really confusing. Um, mm. But uh, but basically, yeah, Zant Zant gets his power from Ganondorf. So technically, Ganondorf is the main villain of this because because in a lot of ways, this is it's the spiritual successor to Ocarina of Time. Um, a lot of people are. I have weird feelings about like Ocarina of Time fans who are like who like hate Twilight Princess because it's because it tries to be Ocarina of Time. And I'm like, I don't know, because uh, to me, they're very different games. I've played both. Um, and I guess I have a bias because I, I love Twilight Princess, but I don't know, I, I think they're very different. Um, and that I do think that the that Twilight Princess is kind of like the, because I mean, technically Twilight Princess has 
Ocarina of Time Link in it, in the spirit shade. That's that's actually been confirmed by Nintendo that th th this this character who gives you the hidden skills at certain points in the game, they're kind of like a um, a side quest thing um, where they they teach you uh, like specific like hidden like special moves that you can move sets that you can do that that are like really effective against enemies. Um, but this character that's the hero shade, they're like a skeleton, and and that's actually um, Ocarina of Time Link. That's like confirmed so anyway this nice. is like i love the legend of zelda timeline because it's so just batshit bonkers it's, bananas it's, it's crazy it goes it's insane but at the same time i love the like i love zelda theorists because there's a lot of like there's a ton of them that just do zelda because there's just so much like crap in there that they could just like go <laughs> off like just make up just ridiculous ideas that are somehow really internally consistent like out of this just complete mess that is the the Zelda timeline, but yeah, I love that. It's so mm. much fun. Have you heard, or have sorry, not have you heard? Have you seen the um, video Brian David Gilbert did for Polygon trying to yeah. put together the Zelda timeline? <laughs> I love, I love BDG. He's, I, I love, mm. I love Brian David Gilbert. Yeah, Brian David Gilbert. I, I, I am. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, my main takeaway from that video, my main takeaway from that video is Joseph, Joseph Gordon-Levitt does not exist in any timeline. Yeah, um, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, connects, Joseph like, Gordon-Levitt isn't real. The, I made him all Zelda Monopoly and all the yeah. It's just mm. I love those the Unraveled series, such a fun thing. But yeah, the Zelda timeline yeah. is insane. Starts with Skyward Sword. Oh. We have we still have no idea where Breath of the Wild fits in. Like no one has ever <laughs> like we don't know. We don't know. Maybe it's Not in its whole other separate thing now because they're going to make a sequel to that. It's right. just going to be its own continuity. Wait, right. wait and see. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, the, yeah. I'm so excited for that. By the way, like this is just kind of side note. Um, the next, I'm almost guaranteeing Treehouse, Treehouse E3 this year. This is going to be. They're going to talk about it. They're going to. They're going to drop the title probably because they didn't this past That's direct dope. a few days ago. But I'm so excited. Mm. Oh, yeah, I'm about Wild. <laughs> Yeah, like I'm excited for that, but I'm also like every single Nintendo Direct. This is also just a side note um, on that. Every single Nintendo Direct in Treehouse, I'm like Hollow Knight Silk Song. When, please? Um, I just, I just want them to drop the Mario movie trailer. Oh yeah, no, no. kidding. Like we need, we I need, need that. we need it, we need it, we need to know how bad it's going to be, or. Cause I don't know. I'm I'm like of the mind that like I'm like I'm not gonna pass any judgment until I see it. You know? Yeah, I thought the like, Sonic movie was gonna be shit, and that's was right. And it wasn't. Like, it was wasn't. It was actually like pretty decent. So <clears throat> we're just gonna see what happens on this one. Yeah. Like who knows yeah. if if um if Chris can can pull it off. He might be able to do it. You know? Like who knows? Who knows? We shall see. The, the cast uh, is very to return, funny. Yeah. Ridiculous. To return yeah. back to um, uh, Twilight Princess, you yes. mentioned the people that some fans get mad because of like comparisons between Ocarina of Time and stuff. And I've seen a lot of comparisons between uh, Twilight Princess and Skyward Sword. And it's like, why is this such a divisive issue? Is it just the timeline I thing with the hero shade or is there deeper issues that we're not that i'm not necessarily privy I, to or what's I mean, the story i think i think mostly what it just comes down to is 
people just just want to prove that the game that they like is the best game because of course it's just, yeah it's yeah. just like it's just like you just want to so i've kind of like i after like because because people can get pretty i think i think we're starting to evolve past that where it's like people can just have their opinions and we don't have to like fight about it anymore um yeah i don't know Always i don't happy. i don't know if, yeah i don't i don't know if uh i guess because I'm not like I'm not super sure uh, if I know exactly what you're talking about with the Skyward Sword thing. Because I mean, obviously there are uh, similarities between Twilight Princess and Skyward Sword. Because Skyward Sword was the next game after Twilight Princess, the next you know main console game. Um, so obviously a lot of it was was based off of Twilight Princess in the same way that Twilight Princess was based off of Ocarina of Time, and you know, um, and has aspects yeah, of, no, of Wind Waker and and you know and and Majora's Mask. It has you know like something that's from Majora's Mask. This and Twilight Princess is the monkeys. The monkeys are um, from Majora's Mask, and they show up in Twilight Princess. You know, they mm. yeah, no, so, nothing yeah. negative. Exactly, it, it, I think, nothing I think negative it's with the uh, yeah. Skyward Sword comparisons. It's just like how different things are achieved and like mechanics and stuff. Sure, uh, but it just—I've I've seen a lot of specifically Skyward Sword uh, huh. comparisons. That's really interesting. Mm. I, I yeah, I, I can't say that I have. That's—I don't know. Maybe I should look that up. That's really—I don't know. They both have really, really good scores. I will tell you that Skyward Sword, like as much as I love Twilight Princess, and like this hurts me to say, Skyward Sword might have the better. I don't know. Oh, I don't want to say that. <laughs> like, I love like the Twilight Princess score means so much to me because it was like mm. like it, it's one of the like musical influences for me in in like what i enjoy with music in terms of um like orchestral music um yeah but but skyward sword score is so good it's so good they're all so good but you know they i think those two are kind of head to head in terms of how good they are mm. and then yeah. also um another one well they're all so good um but my my second favorite game is another so so the score of in Twilight Princess was composed by Toru uh, Minigishi. He was the the lead composer. Not all of it was composed by him. Of course, Koji Kano uh, is in, is the you know the music um, over overlord uh, whatever that mm. term is called. Um, we're obviously because because he you know it's his music. Like he is the Zelda guy, the Zelda music guy. Um, but Toru uh, Minigishi, which I don't even know if that's how you pronounce his last name, is one of my favorite is my favorite zelda composer probably um because he wrote the scores for both of my favorite games twilight princess and spirit tracks which by the way if you haven't heard the score of spirit tracks it's phenomenal and i really recommend go, going to listen to it because his because toru toru Manigishi, his um like his kind of calling card is he's really good with motifs musical motifs which is something that i like I, I just love, I, I love it. You know, Sondheim, Stephen Sondheim, who's another one of my musical um, inspirations. Uh, may yeah. his memory be a blessing. Uh, his, he, you know, he's he's really into motifs. So I just love, I love motifs because like so many of my favorite uh, composers and, and musicians use motifs. And the Zelda series is like really motif heavy because, you know, we have all these these uh, light, light motifs of like, you know, you have Zelda, you have the main theme, you have, you know, all sorts of stuff. So you have Ganon, you, have, you know, but. Yeah. Anyway. Do you have any, um, <clears throat> do you have any favorite piece from the Twilight Princess score? Okay, and... so can we, yeah, can we get into, because I kind of, I kind of want to get into this. Because uh, this is one of the things that I just love talking about because a lot of people don't 
probably don't know this, but like I, you know, music is my thing, so I like really paid attention to this. But the cool thing about Twilight Princess, the thing that I love about Twilight Princess' score is that, so Hyrule Field is kind of the emotional, sorry, I have to drink, let's say. Sorry, uh, excuse me. Uh, no worries. Hyrule Field, <laughs> Hyrule Field is kind of, uh, I would say, I would argue, that for most games, most of like the main series titles uh, that you think of when you think of Zelda and you think of like peak Zelda, Hyrule Field is the, the emotional heart, you know? You're in Hyrule Field, you're on Epona, the music's blasting, like that is the Legend of Zelda, you know? Yeah. And in and all of the Hyrule, like all of like the overworld themes of, of Zelda are all absolutely phenomenal. Um, and the overworld theme for Twilight Princess is Hyrule Field, it's called Hyrule Field. Uh, shockingly, because obviously, um, but <laughs> it has, I believe it has four main themes. And those four themes, I think I calculated this once, they actually make up um, like 52% of all the melodic content in the entire score. What? Just just like reusing those themes in in different contexts. And people don't notice because it's really well done where it's like they sound very different because they're using different instruments, they're playing them at different speeds, you know, at different tempos. Um, but it, it really is. Um, like one of the one of the themes is the uh, it's called the the advantageous theme. That's what Toru uh, Minigishi calls it, um, and it goes like dun 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 you know, and that plays every time that you're at an advantage with a boss. But it's also in like a ton of other places. It's in the main you know Hyrule Field theme. It's in the fishing theme. When you've caught a fish, when you're on a fish, if it goes for long enough. It starts going like it's just like I didn't even know that for like forever because I'd never caught a fish that lasted longer than like two seconds um, just because I, I I never did the fishing game. Uh, but it's just like there's all sorts of things like that where it's just like there's just like little hidden motifs in certain places where it's like, oh, I know this one. So it's just like it's just crazy to me. And I think that, I've seen this one before. Yeah, exactly. So like a lot of the main like locations are based on um, the the main Hyrule theme, uh, Hyrule Field theme, which is dun 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 But anyway, so like that, and then that's in like Gerudo Valley. Dun 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 dun. It's like in in Gerudo Valley. It's or Gerudo Desert. It's in it's on Snow Peak. Done. And then that's used with like a Celeste or like or a, a, a whatever that thing is called. I don't know if it's a Celeste <laughs> or it's a it's the chimey. Oh my gosh, uh, Glockenspiel. I think uh, where it does like kind of like a really slow. It's kind of more of like a ethereal. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. It's just like dun, yeah. Dun, 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 dun. And it's like everywhere. It's crazy. Um, but they're all slightly different. So it's like sometimes if you're not paying attention, you, you miss them. But it's just like I just love the fact that like everything is connected and it, it has this um, this this continuity and, and um, like uh, interconnectedness, I guess. It's just like it's something that I just I love in in music scores is, is you know, it's why. I love, you know, like John Williams, because obviously John Williams, his bread and butter is his main themes. And, you know, every every yeah. movie that he writes for is is just packed with with, you know, Star Wars and and Indiana Jones and Harry Potter. You know, they all have 
you know motifs in them and it's just like i just i, mm. I it's just like it's just what like i just love it you know i just love that so much but you have the yeah. midna theme I... that one comes in that was really cool because uh they actually use that in the so so twilight princess actually won a, an award for music and sound design uh because both the music and sound design um are just so lovely um and one of the things that i i really like that a lot of people don't notice um again is the fact that when you talk to midna so there's like a there's a there's a command that you do where, where you say talk to midna and she goes da -da -da, and it and it does her theme and then when she goes down it goes da -da 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 -da. so da -da -da, na -na 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 that's like midna's theme um, but it does both of those uh, when when she 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 talks to you and then she leaves. It's like I don't know. Sorry, I'm just like talking about random stuff now. But it's just like everything is just really again. It's Nintendo with with the the details. I just love all of the yeah. little details that just every time I hear them, I'm like, there's that thing. I know that thing. You know, it's just like I love it. No, I mm. love like. Um... Yeah seeing something like in a score like when something kind of comes back again in another way like um yeah it's really cool yeah i hate that it's like i hate that it, hamilton is the first like analog my brain jumps to for like this kind of thing for sure but, but like i think you, you can have your problems with them on miranda as a person and as, like with portrayals of things in hamilton but the way that leap motifs work throughout and then they come back Absolutely. again you like yep. with history have having its eyes on washington and hamilton really... yeah yeah like that's really good and i think with orchestral music then it's e like it's even better oh and yeah like, for sure mm, i like just in general i think video game music or video game soundtracks you know if they don't go to the trouble of getting a composer to create a, an original score. I think they're still slept on a lot. Yeah. One of my yeah. favorite like examples of music is in the original Red Dead Redemption. When you like finally reach Mexico, then they start playing Far Away by Jose Gonzalez. Um, and it's a really subtle thing, but it's like it's a specific prompt from the music to show that you've like progressed in the game and this is like sure. a big milestone or a, like, you know. Yeah, a place you can't really come back from. Yeah, I think something. Um, yeah, sorry. Uh, yeah, no, I was just wow. saying uh, this verbal filler. <laughs> yeah, um, but uh, yeah, just kind of like uh, uh, like w with what you said, it's just kind of like uh, I think a lot of game design in that way um, is kind of what's really cool about a lot of you know ways that 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 companies or or you know individuals create games is a lot of the time. Um, it's, you know, their experiences, like the cool thing, like the reason why video games are, is such a cool genre, uh, such a cool medium of expression is because it's so many different elements at once. It's visual, it's auditory, it's, you know, you're interacting with it directly, you know, it's, it's, um, you know, it's like responsive. It's almost a kinetic experience because of the way that, that it responds to what, what you do to it. Um, and I, I just think that, you know, I, a lot of really good game designers try really hard to just have all of those things kind of line up so that you have kind of a multi-experience, like a multi, um, multimedia experience. Like you said, where it's like you get to this place, you have this, and then accompanied with this kind of emotional 
thing is with the music. So it kind of just like builds up what you are already experiencing. I just think it's really cool that that so that you know video games can kind of you know are really suited for this sort of uh, responsive feedback, I guess. Yeah, like you seem to know obviously more about this score vis-a-vis Twilight Princess than I, or probably also Ali, unless she's like really uh, holding back on this one. Um, (laughs) But like, how well does that mesh then with the story and the world? Like, you know, with you going out into it? Uh, I don't know. I, uh, that's kind of a tricky question because I'm like, because I I don't know. I don't know if I've like really thought about that directly because I don't like... You know, I, I don't know. I know that's an interesting question. Because on one hand, so I guess maybe this is an answer to the question is I think that so one time I saw so people always make mods of, of Breath of the Wild. And I have I have the largest love-hate relationship with Breath of the Wild. Like we could have a whole other episode of just Breath of the Wild and how like I absolutely adore it and I despise it simultaneously, somehow. Um I just it's like one of those games that's just like it's really hard for me to hate it all the way and it's really hard for me to like it all the way it's just like there's stuff that i don't like mm. and there's stuff that i like i don't know i'm i'm kind of overselling this but um but one of the things that i that i'm not super fond of is the music as good as it is and there is a lot of really good parts of the music it's just kind of like it's not one of the best scores is what i'll say it's good score like all things considered it is a good score but it's not my favorite and i didn't and i wished it had been better just because so many elements of breath of the wild are so good um which yeah. again, this is just my opinion. This is just my taste. Some people think that the score of Breath of the Wild is perfectly suited to the world, which is true. I think that it is actually really well suited. But I just wish there was more triumphant Zelda music. You know, it's not it, a lot of it doesn't sound like Zelda music. You know, um, but I saw this mod um, of people who who would take music from other games, um, specifically it was from Twilight Princess, and put it in, and they put in the. Uh, the Hyrule Field theme from Twilight Princess into Breath of the Wild. And I was like, this is like, this feels so much more Zelda. Like it just, like they're on a pony, they're riding through Hyrule Field and this theme is playing. And I'm like, this feels like it's so much more, you know. And I don't think, like, I, I understand why they wouldn't do that just because it's not really Breath of the Wild's aesthetic, but still, it's just like, that I think is true with with Twilight Princesses. Twilight Princess, I would say, actually, now that that I've kind of thought about this, uh, yes, I would answer, I don't know if it was a yes or no question, actually, uh, but if it was a yes or no question, then I would answer yes, um, the score does suit kind of the environment of Breath of the Wild. I mean, or of Twilight Princess, excuse me. Um, Yeah, no, that's true, because like, I think of like something like the Hidden Village, which is kind of this this place, um, it's, it's, I mean, it's a hidden village, so it's off to the side and whatever. Um, but it has kind of like a, a Western. It has like this purely Western and you basically do a bow and arrow shootout at this, at this place called the hidden village. And it's like so bizarre, but it's so well suited to what you're doing. And it feels like you're, you're like transported to like this, this, you know, the old West, except you have a bow and arrow and you're fighting bokoblins, you know, but it's just like, there's just like things like that where it's just like, I don't know. And then again, like I said, with with Gerudo Desert, they still have the same themes, but the way that they they kind of put them together, the way they arrange them and orchestrate them, really does kind of make you feel like, wow, I'm in a desert, or uh, wow, I'm on a snowy mountain. Uh, so yeah, I would say, um, here's something random. 
so I'm just going to keep getting distracted if you don't mind. Um, uh, something that I All noticed, right. I, I, I read on a, a YouTube comment of someone who said this, so credit to them, even though I don't know who they are. Uh, but they were talking about the difference between um, Faron Woods in in, Zel in Twilight Princess and Faron Woods in Skyward Sword. Oh, there's a Skyward Sword and uh, Twilight Princess reference together. Um, yes. But the difference, it's really interesting because they pointed out like the the Faron Woods in Twilight Princess is really like, it does this da da da, it's on like a uh, like a nylon guitar or, or like an acoustic guitar. Da, na, 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 da, 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 and it's really like, uh, gentle and and just kind of chill, um, and then um, Skyward Swords Faron Woods is bum 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 bum. It's really more like upbeat and like exploratory. And, and what this person on YouTube pointed out is like, isn't it so cool that you have this place that's basically it's basically the same place, but like depending on. But like Twilight Princess Link has been here before. This is his backyard. Like he knows this place. So obviously it's going to be yeah. a lot more like, oh, I know, like this is comfortable. So the music reflects that. It's really uh, gentle. It's really relaxed. And then with Skyward Sword, it's this is a new place. I've never been here before. This is crazy. So it's upbeat. It's exciting. It's exploratory. I just think that's, you know, it's just kind of like that I think is is reflected. Like they do. Like they, they may not even do that on purpose, but, you know, I write music. So... Again, like, I, I, I have experienced this myself, where you just, you just naturally, um, the music just follows what, what the the feelings are, you know, even if yeah. you're not even meaning it to, it just right. naturally does it, right? Exactly. So it's just kind of like, yeah, I would say they do fit. If that, I don't even know if that was your question, but that's my answer. Oh, I think that's, I, I think that's a really good like cogent example of how it works. I, yeah. I'm a fan of the music in Zelda, but like it's a fan, but like I'm a fan of it in the sense that I don't have any takes where it like it'll come on. I'm like, oh, this is good. But it, like, you know, you yeah. seem to have given it an awful lot more thought yeah. than I have, maybe because yeah. you're more like you're more into Zelda as a franchise than I've uh, ever been. Right. Um, but yeah, like I, I like that as, as a piece of uh, environmental storytelling. Yeah, that is something that I love about Zelda, is the environment. Like, I feel like a lot of Zelda's, like, storylines, like, even Twilight Princess, which I do love this story because there's a lot of, like, for instance, Midna is is the best. Like, I don't even know if other people would, would be able to disagree with this, that Midna is the best companion character because she's up against, like, Fee or Fi or Fo or Foma, however you pronounce it. Uh, we just called her Sleeves <laughs> when I did my my Skyward uh, Sword playthrough. Um <laughs> but you have like five you have like and also navi. What? navi yeah yeah you have oh. like all the fairies which are like all annoying um i mean the other one that i would say is fun but even she's annoying sometimes is zelda from from uh what it uh from spirit tracks which is my other favorite game uh which is that's a fun relationship but even she's annoying sometimes uh but like midna is really really subtle in in the way that they and she has a lot of character development so like I don't know. I think she's a really good character. So, like, in in, in, in some aspects, Twilight Princess is a really good story. But uh, there's, like, this uh, article on Zelda Universe, I think, that's called Rewriting Twilight Princess. And it basically does uh, a pretty solid critique on the storytelling of Twilight Princess and how it could have definitely been better. Which I'm like, you know, like, Twilight Princess isn't a perfect game. I think that there's flaws in it. 
Um, I think that the, even the score has a flaw in it, which is this, the, the snowboarding theme, because it sounds like you're playing Mario Kart. And I'm like, I don't want to play Mario Kart <laughs> when I'm playing Zelda. Um, <laughs> that's another story. And then they um, added Link. And then they added Link to Mario Kart. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, exactly. But yeah, that's like the one theme that is like, so, that's like both good, but also I hate it because it just doesn't, I don't, <laughs> like it's the one that I would say doesn't match because it just, it just sounds like Mario Kart. I'm like, why are we doing like this is a serious part of the game. Well, it's not actually serious, it's more fun, but still. Anyway, um, but like it's a flawed game and uh, the story isn't perfect. I don't think the story, like the story might not even be like great, but there is something to kind of the environmental storytelling, like you were saying, like there's just, I don't know, like you, you get more from the world than you do from the actual story, which I think, which is why I don't have any qualms saying that, that Zelda games have good stories because because the story is is in the places, you know, you go to this place and it, it tells you, you know, and it has history and it has, you know, something that's common in a lot of Zelda games is they they have there's like a bazillion different uh, languages that just like, you know, you have like in in, in Breath of the Wild, uh, people were going crazy over all the translations of, of the runes. Um, and how like the the that where you put the Sheikah slate and it says loading on the side in in you know this this old Sheikah Sheikah tongue, um, but that's just kind of like they they just have you know, and the Zonai tribe of of Breath of the Wild you know they just they just you know again it's with details they just uh, they put so much stuff in there that it's just kind of like you get the story from from the environment like one of my favorite places in Twilight Princess. It's like a very weird, specific place, but I always stop there just because I like it. Um, it's in uh, the Lake Bed Temple, um, which is the third dungeon. Um, and it's just this spot near the front entrance, or after the front entrance. It's near the front entrance. I can't explain where it is, but basically <laughs> it's this part where there's just like this kind of like this, this, this kind of this crag of rocks and there's just water flowing from it. And I don't know, I don't know why it's like so random, but there's something just so cool about the idea that water's just coming from the wall. I don't know, it's like so random, but I always stop there and I'm like, that's just so cool. Like there's something cool. Like I would love to be here and be like, and like play in the water, you know? Like it's just fun, I don't know. Like, like Link from Twilight Princess is the one person that I would actually like unironically want to just like change my life into, you know? Like most most game characters, like I like my life enough that I'm like, like I wouldn't actually want to. Like Link from Twilight Princess, I I could be convinced to be like, actually, I'm no longer Caden. I am now Link from Twilight Princess. But yeah, <laughs> method acting. Exactly, yeah. And just like show up in that world and and experience all those places, just be fun, you know. Mm. And is it like? Is it just specifically with things like that, with wanting to like be in that water, or do you think you could also like feasibly take on what Link does in Twilight Princess? Do you think? I mean, do you look at that at the end of the game and go, "Yeah, I could do that"? No, absolutely not. I mean, Link. Well, I mean, because first of all, it's a video game, so a lot of the stuff is a little bit like, "Okay, that actually couldn't happen." Um, like some of the doors yeah. that Link lifts, it's like there's no way that a farm boy from Orden Village can lift <laughs> this door. It's probably like three tons, but. Um, but, you know, I would totally, like, I think, well, because my argument for this would be, well, if I was Link, then I would have grown up like Link, so I would be like him. You know, I would be, you know, physically yeah. stronger yeah. than I am right now. You know, he, he he herds goats for a living. Like, he's 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 ripped, and he takes his shirt off at one point, and he is ripped. You know, that's just kind of like, you know. Um, but, yeah, I would totally. 
I, I don't think that me, Caden, could do it. But if I was Link, maybe. I don't know. And one of the, uh, the appealing things about Link is he's a silent protagonist, which is, you know, <laughs> usually a lot of silent protagonists just because, I don't know, there's something about it that just makes them more interesting. Probably because you just put yourself into them because there's nothing yeah. stopping you from doing that. Um, but yeah, there's just like... He just seems like a good person, you know, just because he doesn't say anything. So you kind of just like assume that he is a good person. And also because he saves people and, you know, for no for no reward. But yeah. Yeah. Nobody's the Shadow the Hedgehog from... Should have been a silent protagonist. Yeah. I feel like it would have saved us all a lot of grief. Yeah, there's something to that. But then we wouldn't have had... All the hilarious quotes from him. Exactly. So, you know, yeah, it's true. I guess. Yeah. Swings and roundabouts. Like. Yeah. Where would the memes that's, that's be? That's the hill I'm dying. That's the hill I'm dying on this week. <laughs> yeah. Um. So do you? You said that you have some qualms about the story of Twilight Princess. Like, is there anything yep. specific, or is it just like vibe based? I mean, well, so I, I wouldn't say I personally have qualms with the story, but I can see how some people are like, it's not that good. If that makes like, I don't know if I don't know if I like personally, like, uh, I don't know. Oh, OK, sorry. I, I misunderstood you. There. No, 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 it's fine. Because I, I, I definitely I said something along those lines, like there are things that I don't like about Twilight Princess, um, which honestly, mm. I don't know if I could tell you off the top of my head just because it's usually it's usually like tiny, tiny things where I'm like. Oh, like I wish that that had happened. Um, but yeah, there's like this one. Uh, I don't know. There's this one section where it could have uh, that I, I, well, I can think of off the top of my head in the 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 article that I mentioned of of rewriting Twilight Princess, where um, there's a part where at, at near the beginning, that's kind of the inciting incident where King Bulblin comes in, knocks Link out, and takes. Uh, the, the takes Ilya and the children from Orden Village, um, and it's kind of like, why did he do that? You know, I, I think there is a reason. Uh, I, I, is there a reason? Am I gonna sound like a fake fan right now? I don't know. I'm like <laughs> suddenly like scrounging through my brain. I'm like, is there actually a reason? And I forgot. Um, I don't know if I can okay. think of one. Just... I think maybe just because he's a bad guy. If there, if there is, but... okay, guys. If there is, if there is a reason, like you know, and like we're wrong about this, just like keep that to yourselves. Yeah, yeah. Don't tell me because it will break my heart. <laughs> no, and I'll be like, Nobody I'm likes not a real Zelda fan. <laughs> yeah, no. pretty much. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but but there's this part. Um, but what the the article argues is that um, Link shouldn't be knocked out because first of all, he doesn't know what happened. Um, and second of all, what the article says, if I remember correctly, it's been a while since I read it. Um, it says Link should have tried to fight King Boblin and failed. And then uh -huh. had this kind of like standoff where, where King Boblin just like beats him. Um, and because there is a, there's this cool relationship between like, this is something, it's like, again, another detail where even though King Boblin is kind of like this, just like, he's just kind of like this bad guy. You know, that's not even that yeah. important. But there is kind of, you have, uh, I think, four. Is it four? or You have four battles with King Bulban. I think it's four, because you have, it might be three. Um, no, it's four. I think it's four. You have the, the, the kidnapping of Colin. You have the second part of the bridge. You have um, the one in, uh, in right before the, 
desert or uh, the whatever that's called, Arbiter's Grounds, and then you have the final one. Um, but there, you kind of have like this this enemy, like arch, arch enemy with, with King Bulban and what this person argued is that what should have happened is that should have been introduced as like a thing um, where like Link knows who this is and is like, you yeah. took these people from me and and anyway, but there's this cool, I'm kind of spoiling it. I apologize if there's people out there who don't want spoilers. Just plug your ears for a second, but there's a really cool part at the end because you think King Bulban is just kind of this dumb brute. Um, there's this really cool part in the final battle where you defeat him for the final time and he says enough and you're like, what? He can talk? Um, and he says enough. Um, and then he says, uh, and he gives you the key, which is what he was guarding. And then he's, and then he, when he gets on uh, his, his uh, warthog thing, uh, he says, I fight for the strongest side. And then he basically, he doesn't like, I, it'd be cool if he actually like joined you in the battle, but, but basically he's, he's basically telling Link, like, like I acknowledge you as, as a, as like a war, one warrior to another, that you are the strongest, um, which is just like, I don't know. It's just like, cool. It's just like completely unnecessary, but yeah, I really like is. that they did that. Um, I like that. yeah, that's cool. Yeah, I, 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 there's just like little things like that. And and again, it's with, and like I'm thinking of music again because of course I am. Um, but there's like the little like, <laughs> dun, 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 dun. Oh, no, wait, that's that's a different one. But what is it? Um, there's this one, um, I can't even, I can't think of it off the top of my head, but there's kind of like a King Bulblin theme, which is really rarely played, but I like that it is like, occasionally you'll hear it because it's like, you know, consistency and all that. But anyway. Yeah. So, like, there'd be like maybe certain little things in the storyline that you could point out, but like, yeah, I feel like in a way there's a lot of like, um, like things like that, like um, that you could probably pick apart if you probably pick apart if you want. Like, I haven't played Twilight Princess. Um, I've had it on the Wii for quite a while, and I still haven't yeah. played it. But like, um, I'm it. gonna have to get into that. But like, um, like another thing, a movie that I um, a movie that I really like, but that people just love to like um, pick apart is um, the uh -huh. Dark Knight Rises. Uh, the Dark Knight Rises actually, because um, sure. people really love to point holes in that, saying like, well, what? How does this make sense? And how does like um, that makes sense? And like, oh, like this is like this shouldn't have happened that way. And I'm kind of like, yeah, there are like flaws in it, but like, I feel like if you're gonna pick. Like if you're going to nitpick everything, you are denying yourself. Like, the enjoyment well, I think there's a really good, like, really genuinely, like, um, generally pretty decent story and a really like good yeah. ending to like a pretty great trilogy. Like, and I feel like with a lot of stories, you could say that. Like, you could probably say the same for like what Princess is what I'm getting is like, like it's like obviously criticism, like you know, good to critique things and like it's all. But if you're let, like, it's also possible to just kind of like. Not care. I'm kind of like right. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a great critic. Yeah, yeah. I I would I would agree with that because there is there is stuff to dislike about Twilight Princess, especially if you're kind For of sure. if you grew up on the other games and you kind of because because the thing about Zelda is Zelda is evolving. Like we can see that yeah. with Breath of the Wild, but like it's been evolving from the beginning because. I played Ocarina of Time for the first time in 2020 during the pandemic. I played a ton of games for the first time just because I that that was when I discovered Virtual Console for the first time. Um, and like Ocarina of Time is an old game. <laughs> like that's just like it's just <laughs> older than Twilight Princess. Um, which like I'm not like saying like oh it's old so it's bad because I loved I loved mm. Ocarina of Time. Um, but like there were parts of it that I'm like oh I see why they did that in Twilight Princess. They made like z targeting i don't like it in in 
um, in Ocarina of Time. I hate that it's that it's a it's a latch function instead of like a button press. Well, I mean it is button press, but in Twilight Princess, if you let go of the button, you stop. But that always like bugged mm. me. And it, I guess yeah. it's probably I think most of it is just because I was used to just having to hold the button. But mm. I don't know. Uh, but there's just like little things like that where it's like obviously you know the zelda games uh grow with the capacities of the consoles that's why the the scores get better in terms of quality or in terms of uh like sound quality not necessarily in terms of musical you know uh quality but um but yeah there's there's something to that where it's just like it's hard to it's hard to to compare them a lot of the time because they're just different you know, sometimes it's just like, why are we comparing them? Because they are just like, they were made at a different time. They were for, they were, they were for, they were for a different audience or not, not even necessarily a different audience, but, um, I don't know. It's just, I yeah, don't know. Yeah. I feel like in a way, everything is to a certain degree, like kind of a product of its time. Yeah. Um, I feel like I'm going to make a lot of people angry about that, but, um, like to a certain extent, like, you know, like the time in which something is made, like, um, does somewhat like affect how it like um turns out and all that and yeah especially with things like games yeah and especially with things like video games where like things like bugs and like you know like difficulties with like accessibility for things like i can imagine like i'm uh i don't game as much as i'd like to um but like i think that as technology moves on and we make new consoles like they are like things are going to be different and you're always and when you're making these things you're always working with the aim of making them better yeah so yeah and i think yeah along with that it's just kind of like like i think a lot of games have gotten like people like you play old games old games are difficult like like they're just difficult and they're unforgiving not care yeah they did they didn't right and that's like and that's like a lot of like older gamers are like oh these kids these days have it so easy with their like accessible games like like why did they make celeste with like a with a thing that lets people just get through it without even trying i'm like that's it's because they want people to play their game who aren't good at it like that's the only reason i finished celeste is because they allowed that so i was like super grateful because i loved the story of celeste i love the music of celeste and i was like i want to finish this game but i couldn't get through the challenges because i suck at gaming um but I was like, but I want to, I still want to, you know, play this game. Like, I don't like, I, I don't like that there's, and there's still like the Dark Souls games. Like, come on. Like, yeah. if you want a challenge, there's, it's not like they're gone. Um, but yeah. yeah oh it's just my like, God. I remember the whole discourse about when Sekiro came out being like, oh, should, should we be pandering to people by making a, a, a like an easy option so they could walk through these games. And it's right, like, yeah. It look, Not let people weird. have it if they want. Right, because people like, play games video for different games are reasons. Fun. Yeah. yeah, like I don't play games because I want a challenge. A lot of like, like maybe sometimes <laughs> I do, but most of the time I play it because I like the experience. You know, like that's that's why I like Zelda games is because most of them aren't like ridiculously challenging. Um, like, there's some parts that are challenging, but like, but for the most part, it's just like, yeah. it's just a story. I just like playing the story. You know. Absolutely. Games that are difficult, I stop playing, you know? Yeah. But, like, there's this whole thing, like, this is kind of reminding me of this tweet I saw recently saying, like, reviews for old games are so funny because they're, like, yeah, like, you know, like, really brilliant story, like, you know, like, all this, like, would definitely be in my top ten games. Only flaw is that there's a bug that renders it unfinishable. (laughs) But, like, yeah, I feel like, like, I 
like the games I play really are like the Mario games, particularly Mario Galaxy like and stuff. I'm just like they're oh, not yeah, like yeah. challenging games. But the like, Galaxy series is I, so good. I, yeah, I love the Galaxy. Like I am obsessed with Super Mario Galaxy. Oh, like the, you know, like yeah. I love Rosalina. Yeah, but like I'm like I like I play new Super Mario Bros for the DS, the Wii, the Wii U. Like if there's a new Super Mario Bros, I'm gonna have it. But like they're not like challenging games. But like that's right. fine because I'm shit at games and yeah. also I play them for fun. Right, exactly. It's just kind of like, you know, yeah. Again, it's just people play play games for different reasons, and yeah. I just I don't want to. Absolutely, it's all. Yeah. Yeah, people like mm. you know play games because they get some enjoyment out of them, whether that's like right. because of a challenge or because of a story or like the feeling you get when you finish something. So like, I don't get why people are getting so upset. Like, it's not like it's a like a test. Like you know, like it's just right. a video game. It's not it's that like the whole. Yeah, it's the whole the whole. Um, culture of like the get good you know i think it's like it's like it's fun but it's a little toxic that kind of concept of like oh you're not good at this game well stuck it up like you know i don't know there's something a little toxic i guess you know exactly yeah but and and to be fair to be fair some games like obviously i'm fine brother a lot yeah where he my brother is literally look i have all the world love for my brother but he's literally a crazy person um <laughs> he has the platinum brother. trophies he has the platinum trophies for like all of the dark souls games and oh, wow. bloodborne and like it's ridiculous and i've played like a lot of bloodborne and then i just gave up i got to a boss <laughs> that i couldn't beat and i was like you know what this is bad and so yeah. whenever he brings that up i'm like look i don't I say to him, you know, like, I don't play games to be challenged. If it's difficult, I'm just going to turn it off. Right. But at the same time, I, I also did sink 100 hours into Death Stranding to get the platinum for it. So it's also like, I don't know. I don't know what I like. Um, right. Yeah. It does depend. Yeah. Um, to your point, though, I think, like, it is very toxic. And it harkens back to what we were talking about earlier on in the podcast um about how people are arguing you know arguing over whether um ocarina of time or uh or twilight princess is better because they just want the one that they like best to come out on top and it's like that argument like if you're arguing for the argument's own sake like i think you've already lost yeah I mean, and it's not, mm. yeah, it's it's not even like a really, like, it's not that valid of a thing to argue about, because it's like, well, it's like, what they're different. Like, they're not, like, <laughs> I, I don't get why there needs to be a, the best one. It's just like the best, yeah. like the one that you like the most, you know? Because like, I would, like, because obviously Ocarina of Time is the most sold game of Nintendo ever, I think. I don't know, it, like, it's not the most mm-hmm. sold game ever. I think, I think uh, Minecraft is the most sold game ever. I'm not, I uh, don't. Okay quote me on that uh it's probably up there though it's i think it was at some point i think it might still be but i I don't know if that's true but but um i think no no no. what it is 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 ocarina of time is not the most sold game it's the highest rated game i think of all time Ah. which is insane um and i understand it because it's a good game but um just because like a lot of people like it doesn't mean that i should you know which isn't to say that i don't like ocarina of time it's just like I think Twilight Princess is better. I'm sorry. I do. It's just my opinion. Um, and that's just like, and that should just be like, okay, that's your opinion. I disagree. And that's just 
okay, and we can still both because I, I, you know, I, I still like, I still like Ocarina of Time, and I'll still play Ocarina of Time, and that's just like, yeah, cool, you know, like whatever. <laughs> we we gotta have like we need we all. I feel like in general, like in the video game community and elsewhere, we just need to get better at like having healthy disagreements. Right, because it's not it's not healthy to to care too much about that sort of thing. Because it because like it because I don't want to say like it doesn't matter because because that is because it does yeah. matter. But like it doesn't <laughs> like it really like when it, when things come like it doesn't matter. It does, in, but it doesn't like. It doesn't matter to the point that you need to get angry about it, right? Yeah, it does and it doesn't like you know what. And like it's not world peace we're not arguing about world peace like right yeah it's like yeah like it does matter because it's important to people and it's like it's important to me really? you know but it's not like you know prioritized <laughs> absolutely mm. yeah it's weird as well that like these kind of vehement discussions online seem to take place around like mainly nintendo games it, like that's what it's in, but you don't see people doing it about, or 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 at least like as often about things like Call of Duty, or yeah. like you know like the the big kind of multi million dollar AAA franchises yeah. that are on every console, uh you know under the sun like you can play them on your fridge, um, yeah, you know like there's not as much debate mm -hmm. around those, but Nintendo seems to be an like some of this is earned, I think. Like, I, I do agree with you, Caden, that they they're very good at like interacting with their fans. But like, I think I and a lot of people were very pissed off with the new Animal Crossing that it seemed to be like lacking a lot of stuff when sure. it first came out, and it took them ages to like put yeah. that in stuff like Brewster in the museum. But it's weird that it's like specifically Nintendo. And do you think it's like cause they're their main demographic, at least in the public eye, is kind of a, a younger generation of gamers. I mean, okay, here's here's a bit of a controversial opinion. I and so oh, we I'm a love little hesitant. I, yeah, I, I'm a little hesitant to say this. I genuinely believe that people care more about what like these kind of details with Nintendo games because Nintendo games matter more to people than those other kinds of games. You know. They just like yeah. people care more yeah. about a Nintendo game because of all the work that is, you know, because they're not they're not just games to me, you know, but like a lot of the like Call of Duty, like it's a shooter game. They just like make it so they can sell it, you know, which I don't want to yeah. say that as like a blanket term, like I know exactly what they were thinking when they made this game. They only made it so they could make money, you know, which is true. Of, but like, yeah, that's true of Nintendo. Nintendo also wants to make money. Um, mm. but like there, I, I do think there is a difference about Nintendo games where like, even though a lot of their marketing goes towards kids, like, and if anyone's not going to care, it's going to be kids, but Nintendo still yeah. cares so much about what they do with their games that I think, I think people just have really high expectations of, of Nintendo's capabilities. And I think maybe that's one of the reasons why, why they, they, they want so badly for Nintendo to to do the things that they want because they care a lot about what Nintendo makes because they make good stuff, right? I don't know. That's just that's just my opinion. But absolutely, yeah. I I think that's probably like you preface that with a hot take, but like I'm finding myself agreeing with that. Yeah. Um. Because like Nintendo, 
I like Nintendo as a company has been around since the 1800s. Right, because they were, they they were just the making... first. Right, yeah. Mm. Yeah, well, they started making playing cards, and then they went into video games. But like, they're older, I think, than Sony, maybe. But like, definitely like Microsoft. Oh yeah, yeah, for uh, sure. Yeah. Yeah. So like. There is a large portion of people who I'd say are in their like 50s and 60s now who grew up playing the first generation of Nintendo games. Exactly. You know, like, uh, and there's this connection between Nintendo games and people that aren't really a thing. You know, like Minecraft is a big thing and loads of young people play it now, but I don't, there's not as much of a connection between them as like people who grew up with like Super Mario 64, Super Mario yeah. Sunshine. There's a lot um, more. This- yeah. Yeah. I know, I like, I'm really point. struggling yeah. to. Yeah, I'm really struggling to put a finger on why, for any other reasons than the ones that you mentioned just there, you know? Yeah. I don't know. Nintendo is just working some funky magic. Like, they, they really <laughs> are. Like, they. That is, I don't know, Nintendo, like, it's one of those companies that it's like, it's like, I feel like, I feel like at this about Apple as well, where it's just like, mm. we're just like, there's problems with it. Like, like, there's problems with, and they, they care way too much about, you know, propriety and, and like copyright and stuff where it's like, they will For destroy sure. tiny, tiny creators who, who in, interfere with their stuff. But at the same time, they produce such like phenomenally high quality work that it's like, Ooh, but I really like you because I want you to keep making stuff and I'm going to keep you know, buying all the stuff that you make, even though you yeah. have problems, you know. Uh, mm. But yeah, there is. You're, you're yeah, problematic fave. Your fave would never exactly. Uh, Your fave could never. Yeah. Mm. That's how I feel about Apple too. It's just like Apple products. I'm I'm doing this on a Mac right now. I have my iPhone next to me. I love Apple products. They're so well designed, <laughs> but Apple just mm. like. They just have problems sometimes. They're just like they just don't like. They yeah I don't know. I don't really. Ha- I probably have the- more. Yeah I don't know. See here's the thing about Apple the Apple versus Android debate though. Like I own like an iPhone and to be honest I feel like a lot of it comes down to like you know like what you're used to. Like I'm used to iPhones. Right yeah. Most other people in my family like my mom is also used to iPhones. My dad and my brothers are used to like Android. But I feel like when Apple fans are like roasting Android fans, we're like. Haha, the camera on an Android is bad. And then Android fans are like, you fool buying an Apple product. You like capitalist, like, <laughs> idiot. Like, you're like, I am morally better. Like, I'm just like, like, yeah. that, that, that's my take on the Apple thing, if any, yeah. in any way. I mean, my personal thing is I have, so my entire family, besides my dad, have all been completely uh, converted to Apple products. Like everyone who's like, I was Android first. I got an iPhone. Mm. I've never gone back. My brother was Android first. He got an iPhone. He never went back. You know, it's just like, (laughs) they're just easier to use, you know? Um, But at the same time, like, I just think that they're different, you know? Mm. Um, I want like, if I ever get like a ton of, like if I ever make like a ton of money, I want to own both a Mac, like a really high powered Mac. And I want to own a really high powered PC because they're just different. You know, Macs are really, really good with user interface they're incredibly well designed they make everything super easy logic pro um final cut like all of these 
like all of their software is extremely user-friendly. That's like their whole thing is sleek design and incredibly, you know, user-friendly interface. Um, and then PC, mm. the, the benefit of having, you know, like an Android or a PC is all of the, is it's a lot less user-friendly because you have more options. Because you have more adapt, like it's it's easy. You can like it's way easier to write software for PC because it works on like all devices. Well, I mean, it doesn't work on Apple devices, but like it works on like all yeah. kinds of PCs because there's not like just like one PC company. It's just like well, I mean, I'm do it. Is there one? And now I'm now I'm like, wait, did I just say something and sound stupid? Um, no, 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 no. That doesn't. Yeah, I'm right. I'm right. I'm like, of course not, because you have like yeah. Lenovo, just, you have just HP. Own it. Like, there's not like one PC company. Why would I? I don't know. I don't know why. Like, yeah. I doubted myself there for a second. Distress. But, yeah, but like all of those, all of those systems um, can run these things, and it's it's a lot easier to write. As far as I know, I'm not like super. Like, I don't know a ton about software writing. I'm just barely getting started with like coding and stuff. But. Um, mm. But a lot of a lot of it's a lot easier to write. As far as I know, it's a lot easier to write. So, well, I think the the reason why I think this is because there's just more of it. There's just way more stuff that works for PC than does for for Apple because you have to do specific stuff for it to work for Apple. Like you have to go out of your way to make an Apple uh, compatible software, which is why like so many Steam games are only for PC. You know, uh, which is yeah. frustrating because it means that I have to do like a um, a partition on my device, which takes up a ton of space, and it's really annoying. But anyway, uh, that's 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 the point. But it, it is kind of like I don't know how we even got here. But uh, well, I guess we were talking about propriety and Nintendo. But uh, but yeah. yeah, that's just kind of my thing. Is is I think uh, they both have differences about them, and um, and we should you know, and I I I would I would want to use both for their individual strengths, and not use yeah. them for their individual weaknesses. <laughs> yeah. Funnily yeah, enough, to make this. Yeah, to make this seem like a, it's all a, a long-running metaphor about Nintendo. Yeah. Um, like, so so you think that, like, the Zelda franchise accomplishes specific but different things for yes. people compared to other things. Like, I would even other Nintendo franchises. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I, yeah, yeah, absolutely. The, the Nintendo fan base... I would say, I mean, and this this is again maybe just like my opinion. I think the Nintendo fan base is one of the most like thoroughly um, loyal fan bases out there. Like, mm. like not just like in terms of like they will buy every game, but they talk about Zelda all the yeah. time, and everything is kind of like like I notice this in myself where it's like like every once in a while I'll just think about Zelda for like a long time just because it, it just like again it's it's Nintendo but it's just like there's something about the way that it's that it's made you know both Nintendo games and then Zelda specifically um there's just like they just again it's just the funky magic they just do something that just like is so appealing to so many different people and it's just iconic and just lovely I don't know but mm. that begs the question then like is there something Nintendo could do to Zelda that would like make you question your loyalty? Ooh, oh, that's a good question. I like that question actually. Um, oh, thank ooh. you. I came I mean, up with it myself. That's a great question. I wasn't expecting <laughs> that question. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I like that question. But yeah, um, most, but... most of the time when we're doing this stuff, it's like general questions. And then we'll ask some nonsense questions. We did an episode on ice cream, which will be out <laughs> before this one, but it was like, 
you know, it was stuff like, what's the worst texture you could think of if you were eating an ice cream? And then, like, I've oh. just got this one sitting in the bag. Yeah. <laughs> so, I literally forgot your question. My ADD is happening. Uh, what did you uh, say? Is there something that Nintendo could do to oh, Zelda right, yes. that would make you question yeah. your loyalty? Ooh. Oh. See, I don't want to give, like, an obvious answer, like, make, you know... I don't want to give enough. I want to. I want to give more of a nuanced answer because obviously, like, I could just say, "Well, they could just get rid of Link, and <laughs> that would be a problem." <laughs> you know, that um, would be bad. As, that would, like, I, I would have a problem with that. You play as yeah. I was gonna say something like, "You could just play as Tingle the whole time," and then I was yeah, like, they that, already see, made that, that, would, game. "That would make that would be like okay, yeah, Nintendo's smoking something because that's not a good idea." Um, <laughs> but like, ooh, 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 I don't know. Um. See, I'm trying to think of something that they genuinely could do, like they genuinely might do, because there's a lot of stuff that that I don't think Nintendo would ever do. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Okay, maybe this is one. If they keep make, oh, this is gonna be a little bit. Uh, I don't know. Is this another hot take? Yeah, maybe a little bit. Hot take, hot if, take. They, if they keep making games ex that, like Breath of the Wild. Yeah. Like, I don't, because I like Breath of the Wild, but at the same time, it's mm. like, but I want Breath of the Wild to be kind of like its own thing. Like, Breath of the Wild, maybe yeah. Breath of the Wild 2. I really, really hope that they've listened to the fans, because Nintendo sometimes has a problem listening to the fans because they're such a far off company and they're enormous. Fair it's always it. hard for, for giant companies to listen to the fans. Um, but uh, just because, you know, it's, it's just, I don't know. I don't want to get into that, but. That's just the um, way it is. Yeah, just the way it is. It's just hard when it's like, it's so. Uh, you know, there's way too many opinions. But anyway, um, and there's so much tradition too, so it's kind of like, but what I really hope is they have been listening to the fans and they they solve some of the problems with Breath of the Wild, which like, you know, I could point out something, like I could say like rain, <laughs> like the rain, like they don't have to get rid of the rain. It'll like, it's like, I don't, like if, they, if Breath of the Wild 2 has the rain, then I'm gonna be fine. Um, if they have, if every weapon still breaks, I'm going to be like, okay, fine. Like, whatever. What I do hope is that they have at least like a selection of weapons that are unbreakable, like more than just yeah. this, like maybe, and maybe they have the same kind of, um, uh, thing as, um, as like the master sword in, in Breath of the Wild, which has like a time limit where you can only use it for so long before it breaks, but then it recharges. Um, but I, I, I don't know. I, I like the open world, but I don't know if I want them to keep making... Like, if they continue to always make open world games, I'm going to have a problem with that because uh. open world is not... Like, I prefer storytelling to, you know, that sort of... Well, I like exploration too, but I don't want it to be just exploration. And I don't want to get every possible item right at the beginning, which is kind of what Breath of the Wild does. It gives you all of the runes right on the beginning. Um, and maybe, and Breath of the Wild too, you know, if you've seen a lot of the trailers, there's there's the, all sorts of different runes. There's the time reversal mechanic. There's the going through the floor mechanic thing that they're having. We don't know a lot about it. There's, um, but there's like, there's some really cool stuff that's going to be. Uh, but I do hope that one of the things that they start, they start including is shrines are great. I want a dungeon. Like, give me a dungeon because dungeons are like, make up most of the other Zelda games. Like, like we like that's just 
always like it's always been dungeons and dungeons are always really fun and their self like even if it was open world but they had dungeons i think that would be enough of kind of like structure that it would it would kind of like fill that emptiness that breath of the wild didn't fill for me um but i I don't know yeah yeah exactly like i need i do need it i think they will i genuinely believe that breath of the wild 2 is going to be there's going to be something similar to a dungeon um hopefully like if they don't but I'll like probably distinct still play it from it, but. yeah but like distinct from a shrine exactly because shrines are fun i love yeah. the shrines because a lot of it was puzzle solving and i love puzzles that's one of my favorite <laughs> like I, I i love that's usually a lot of like most of the video games i play are puzzle games like all of the i have a couple games on my phone and they're like literally like all puzzle games like it's all i play um besides mm. like the zelda series and maybe like undertale and you know a, cu- a couple other games but but i love zelda i love puzzle games i love all the stuff um the witness something that i played recently not that recently like i played it last year one of my favorite games oh, now the witness infuriated the me really mm. i was absolutely it's... in love it's great, I respect your opinion. but it infuriated me. It infuriated me yeah, because I, I was like, I was so unused to a game that you went in and it just didn't explain anything. Didn't explain which, anything, like, yeah. Don't, yeah, don't get me wrong, that's great. But I was just like, you just didn't completely expect it. out of touch with that, that it took me so long to get oh, into yeah. and figure out what the hell was going on. Where I was just No, like, I totally ah. get that. If I don't know that's coming, that is that is also something that would throw me off. But I, but I like had yeah. read a little bit and I knew that it just like starts off. So I loved it. But anyway, um, back to what I was saying for uh, puzzle games are like my favorite. Um, but that, that was like trends. But like I want a dungeon and like the, 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 the divine beast just like everyone knows they didn't cut it. Like they were fine, but like they just weren't dungeons, you know, they were fun. They were cool and they were clever, but like, bleh, it's just a little bit. You want something approaching a dungeon. Exactly. Like, we, yeah, we want to. We want a place where you go in and you have to do a certain thing, and you have like I don't know. I'm a big fan. Like I said, uh, I'm a big fan of structure. I don't know if I said that specifically, but like I, I like in in terms of like, not like in every aspect of life, but but I'm a I'm a big fan of like progression in video games. Um, that's something I loved yeah. about um, uh, a game that I. Oh, gosh, uh, Fallen Order from from uh, uh, Star Wars Fallen Order for, for, blah, Fallen Order with with Cal Kestis, uh, who's played by um, Colin or uh, what's his name? Cameron Monaghan. Uh, Cameron, Mo- yeah, C- Cameron Monaghan. Monaghan. I love Cameron Monaghan. I I love Cameron Monaghan too. I love Cameron Monaghan. Um, I've but, only seen him in one thing, but I love him. Yeah, yeah, I love him too. Uh, but yeah, so and that game is really fun. I liked that game a lot particularly because of the way that the progression worked where every time you thought you had everything, then all of a sudden it was like, Oh, you get this like new thing. And it's like, Oh, I like this new thing, you know? And that's something that I've always liked about the Zelda games is, you know, is items, which is something that, you know, uh, breath of the wild kind of replaced with runes. Um, but I love, I love items, you know, just like these things that you could like, like one of my favorite, uh, games with items, uh, or one of my favorite items, in like a game is um, in Minish Cap, which is a really fun game. Um, and it's called, uh, it's the Gust Jar because it could do so many cool things. Like, first of all, um, it can blow air out. So when you're standing on like a on, on like a platform in the water, you can like, you, you blow, blow the air and it pushes you kind of like the, 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 the Korok leaf in Breath of the Wild. Um, but it also 
um, it also does suction. So there's this one thing, there's this one mechanic where there's like these mushrooms that are on the other side and you use the suction and it pulls the mushroom over. And then when it connects to the, the, the jar, it put, it pulls you over to the other side. And there's like a couple uses for this item. And I don't, I don't know. I just love that. I love the beetle from, uh, from Skyward Sword. We, when I played it through with, uh, on stream, it was, we named him Bonk and he was my best <laughs> friend. Um, I love the beetle. I love the claw shot. I love that. The claw, love the, that. the claw shot. Honestly, like I think the claw shot alone is the reason why they won sound design <laughs> because <laughs> it's just such a sad. Like it's just like I love that sound so much. But anyway, and I love yeah. Um, there's just like a lot of. I love I love items, and I just I just hope that they have at least one or two things that are like items um, in in Breath of the Wild 2 just because it's just like I just love I just love I don't know I don't even know like what how to explain why I, I just think it's fun to have like a bunch of gadgets that you could just use to, to yeah. accomplish specific things I don't know but yeah one more question I have kind of following on okay. from what we said but like is there anything from Twilight Princess that maybe you think Nintendo would do well to kind of bring like bring forward like into their newer games Ooh, that is a good question. Um, Thank you. <laughs> what from them today? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you guys are on fire. Uh, uh, what what from Twilight Princess? Oh, I'm trying to think of like what is my favorite thing in Twilight Princess. Um, well, I don't know if I have a favorite thing. I mean, yeah. obviously music. I would say I want the score to be better. Uh, but uh, let's see. Uh, God. I don't know. Maybe this is, I don't know about this, but maybe, and this isn't just from Twilight Princess, but I, I, I really appreciate when the games have kind of like a main mechanic. So for Twilight Princess, it's turning into a wolf, uh, which is a really cool mechanic um, for, for uh, Ocarina of Time. It's either the Ocarina. Oh, that's one thing. Uh, an instrument, some kind of instrument would be f so much fun to have in, in Breath of the Wild because that's that's kind of like a, you know, that's a trope of, of Zelda games is, you, you know, you have the spirit flute in Spirit Tracks. You have, um, you know, the, the Ocarina of Time, uh, in Ocarina mm -hmm. of Time and, and Majora's Mask. You have the wolf howling in, in Twilight Princess. Um, you have the harp in Skyward Sword. You know, it's just like a lot of them have kind of this. Yeah. I just, I just, and that's something I've always loved is, is just the... Because you know, again, music, um, but just like mm -hmm. the fact that you can do stuff. So I would, I would love to see um, something like that used in uh, Breath of the Wild too. Just because I just think it's a, it's just a cool mechanic, or something like turning into wolf, where it's just kind of like this is the main mechanic. Um, mm. But then again, I don't know if that would suit Breath of the Wild too. Again, I don't, I don't yeah. even know what the, the game's about. But, but I don't know. So I, I don't even know how to answer that question. But. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's very like, like we don't know what the game's going to be like. Um, right, exactly. So it's well, kind of like all speculation at this point. So yeah, it's more knows. like a, a really nice idea. But yeah, um, I feel like that's a good place to wrap it up. Unless anyone has anything else. No, I think I'm good. I, I just want to say that if Breath of the Wild Two does not uh, include some form of dungeon or something approaching a dungeon. Uh, just stay tuned for a special episode of this feed, which will just be Caden screaming. Yeah, no kidding. Like, I, I will come Welcome back, back on here. Welcome back to me screaming. 
I will, I will, I will talk. I will be like, I'm no longer a Zelda fan. No. But <laughs> this is a bonus will. episode, right? Yeah. Hyper, hyper fixation sues Nintendo. Yeah. <laughs> no kidding. No. Yeah. But hope. Yeah. Please. Hmm. Don't ever. Fingers don't. crossed. We need, we need a dungeon. We need something like a dungeon. I really, yeah. I hope that. I think they will. Nintendo's not dumb. They're gonna, they're gonna incorporate the stuff that that helps. Because I mean, that was Breath yeah. of the Wild. Is is they changed a lot of stuff that was common in all the other games. They broke a lot of tropes, which people didn't like. Uh, so yeah, mm-hmm. I think I think they'll they'll it'll be sure. good, whatever it is. I have faith yeah, in Nintendo. Yeah, oh, for sure. All right. I feel like that's a good place to wrap it up. But uh, Caden, yeah. where can we find you? Anything you wanna plug? Like? Oh yeah, for sure. So you can find me on TikTok. Um, I write music. You can find me on Spotify and Apple Music and um, all the places. Um, I just released I have a new uh, single out. Yeah, I, re- I, re- I released a new single uh, yesterday at time of recording uh, called Don't You Dare Make Me Fall in Love With You. That's for Valentine's Day. Although I don't know when you, but I, I'm, I'm assuming by the time you release this, Valentine's Day will be over. Um, but yeah, so. Yes, <laughs> but if, if, you, if, if you're still feeling romantic or sad, or probably both of those. Mm. Uh, listen, yeah, my new single just came out. So, but yeah, you can find me on YouTube, uh, all sorts of places at Caden McKay. It's just my name. So, cool. Uh, Nigel, where can we find you? Um, you can mainly find me on Twitter at uh, I was supposed to say at Caden McKay. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, just, you can find me. At, no. <laughs> if you, you could also do that, and you would find me. So, yeah, you know. Yeah. No. <laughs> You can find me on Twitter at Spicy Nigel. Where recently, I've been tweeting about the fact that no one told me that George Ezra has an album coming out next month, which I thought was bonkers. Does he? Um, yeah, weird. That's like it's nice. his third album. Wild. Uh, and then also, I've just, I've just had, I've just been posting a lot of very cynical film takes. Um, <laughs> yeah, I've gotten very, very cynical about the film industry recently. <laughs> Understandable. Yeah. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at AliCat underscore Ali spelled like Alleyway, Cat spelled with a K, where recently I've been just tweeting what I like to call a series called Deep Thoughts with Ali, which are not that deep. <laughs> it's just me rambling. Um, and you can find me on Instagram at Ali, A L L Y underscore K underscore Keegan. Uh, you can find the podcast at Hyperfixations P on Twitter. Or at Hyperfixations Pod on Instagram. Rate and review us wherever you get your podcasts, be that Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or, and I had to write this down, the 31st Annual Face Awards Presentation Ceremony live via satellite and color. It's an 18 hour function with commercial interruption from the marvelous, glorious Slam Bang Glamorama. Wherever. Um, <laughs> I know that. Oh. that. Yeah. Talk- hey, well, I nice know question. that one. Yeah. Yeah. John. Um, oh my god, Jonathan Larson. I was like, Jonathan Larson. <laughs> Jonathan Larson. Yeah. I love him. I saw that yesterday. Uh, ticked- mm. Oh, it's so good. If you like the show, tell a friend. <laughs> if you did, if you like the show, tell a friend. If you didn't, nobody likes a fucking Mark. <laughs> and that is all for this week, Caden. It was an absolute pleasure having you on. Thank you. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I was. I. I. Yeah, this was awesome. This is so much fun. Thank you for having me. I love that. Um, goodbye, everyone. Goodbye. <laughs> Signing off. Can't the future just wait? 
Can't the deadlines come fashionably late? I could push every goal back, take control back if they'd roll back the rate at which time starts to fly. Never landing or standing by, never taking a break, ever making me retry. We nickel and dime every quarter to two. But maybe it's time to let time pass through. If the future is bright, it doesn't shine with that end of the tunnel light. More like a deer in the headlights, sudden red lights, or your deadlights as the anglerfish bite. It's not fair. The past is clear, but it's clear back there. What's ahead, no one knows. But it's closing in, we swear. Still not in my prime, I have so much to do. But maybe it's time to let time pass through. I can't just rewrite decisions when life gets strange. Should I go with my gut? On which door I should shut? I'm unsure, I'd keep exploring this rut. But what good is time without change? Move on, cause things never last. Just move on. It goes too fast and the past has passed So move on, no one likes an ending So what's with the attention we keep on giving them? Why are we still spending so much time Dreading our lives instead of living them? Why do we try to divert the river When the water is what will deliver us Where we need to go We may never know why Time is always in limited supply But we'll live to regret it if we get it And then let it slip by It can never rewind Once you've lost it, it's hard to find Take the journey in stride When your plans have been sidelined Every hourly chime could begin something new so maybe it's time to let time